Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, with my co-host, Eddie Richard. And we are back after a little more than a week. We talked about what had been going on with the NHL uh, suspending the season and everything going on in the world uh, in, in relation to, obviously, the COVID-19 uh, crisis. <clears throat> on this show this week, we're going to talk, try and take you know maybe a break from the regular news and, and you know lighten up the show a little bit. We're going to talk about some of the updates that the NHL put out. We're going to talk about some playoff scenarios that Eddie and I think the league may do in the future. There's also some other minor league news that we'll cover as well. And we have tons of fan questions and comments and a poll question that's uh, going to be covered. That's a majority of the show. Uh, a lot of input from you guys out there. and We appreciate it. And we're going to answer a lot of your questions and talk about some things. And then in our last segment, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some stuff outside in the world. Uh, other news going on with other sports and uh, other media and things like that that we'll cover. So the format's going to change. It's not always going to be the same, obviously, with the way things are going on right now. But that's kind of the format for this show. So we'll dive into it. The NHL made some announcements this last week about uh, some updates, if you will. They decided to extend the self-quarantine period for another 10 days. It was going to be through March 27th. Now it's going through April 6th. Uh, Per uh, TSN's Bob McKenzie, they're looking at different buildings to see where they can uh, replay um, these games if they do the regular season or whatnot and the playoffs for the summertime. And they still want to award a Stanley Cup. So we're going to talk about some playoff scenarios as well. And they did decide to postpone, which isn't a surprise, the Combine, the awards show, and the draft. So those are some of the updates, Eddie. Not really any surprises, but I am happy to hear that they are you know, wanting to award the Stanley Cup this season in some fashion. Definitely. I think that's one of the most important things that every player looks forward to. If, if you don't crown a winner, then pretty much last season was played for no reason. All those injuries, all those times they, they sucked it up and, and they played hurt. Um, them giving it them all, to, you know, fighting for that last point to make it in hopes of lifting the Stanley Cup. It just all goes down the drain and we're going to let this epidemic win. Like you said, we have to keep going or, or try to be as normal as possible. And I think uh, awarding the Stanley Cup should be the number one priority, obviously besides the health and safety of players, but that should be the number one priority besides that is getting that, you know, crowning a winner, you know, letting someone go and earn that. Um, Who knows what what these players are going to do if their family members are sick or, you know, they're probably stuck inside too. Yeah, I know that that granted their houses are a lot bigger than ours, but, I mean, they're still going through some stuff too, so it's going to be a good relief to to see someone lift the cup and kind of just, I guess like I was joking around, lift the cup and yell, uh, scream out Jumanji and hopefully all this goes away. (laughs) Exactly, and I mean, that's what they're trying to do. Like you said, obviously player safety and health, that's number one. That's why they extended the quarantine period. Uh, I'm not going to go into too many details about all that kind of stuff. I, I know those of you out there are overloaded with this stuff in the news. I'm overloaded with it. Eddie's overloaded with it. Um, and on a side note, too, if any of you are having any kind of mental health uh, concerns, uh, Eddie and I, uh, we posted out there, you know, reach out to us. We're more than happy to talk uh, if you need to vent or whatever. I've already talked to some people, uh, you know, that are having a difficult time. And I totally get it. 
But with this season, they're going to try to figure it out. They may not have the rest of the regular season, which I, I want them to, but I, you know, I don't know if it's feasible or not. So that that's one issue. If they don't, then they're talking about the playoffs and how that would work. Some of the ideas they've talked about is having a 16-team format. Uh, they've also mentioned maybe having 20 or more teams, basically because if they cut the season short, they don't want to exclude anybody. Everything's up in the air uh, as far as how that would go. Um, as far as the playoff picture, if the season was to end today, just to kind of remind everybody who's where and what, this is what the team's in the playoffs would be today if they said hey okay we're not going to finish the the remainder of the games and we're going to go to a 16 team format so the picture would look like this in the western conference in the pacific you would have vegas edmonton and calgary central you would have st louis colorado and dallas and then your two wild cards would be winnipeg and nashville from the central in the east in the atlantic you would have boston tampa bay and toronto in the metropolitan you'd have washington philly and pittsburgh and then both wild cards from the Metro, Carolina, and Columbus. So those are kind of the teams, Eddie. What do you think about the playoffs and everything? I, I'm more of a fan. I want them to finish the season. But if they don't, you know, however that works out, I, I, I would want them to go to the 16-team format. I, I think if they keep it that way, it would be more simpler. Uh, and then maybe just shorten up some of the series, like in the first and second round, maybe have five-game series instead of seven. And then in the conference finals and the Stanley Cup, they could have a seven-game um, series. Yeah, I think that that can work. This whole 20-team, 24-team playoff, whatever, no. Hell no, that's just – no, I, I would not want to see that. Another idea I was thinking about, uh, having the two wildcard teams play the two teams below them uh, in a little, you know, one-game little playoff matchup to see who gets that wildcard spot. Uh, I think that that would be fair for the teams that are on the brink of making the playoffs, but this whole adding 20 or 24 teams, that just seems a little excessive, and it, it's just too much. Um, as far as the 16-team format, yeah, just the, the top, I guess, what, one through eight on each side and then have them play it out. Uh, you can just do five for the, the first two rounds, the, the conference final, Stanley Cup, do uh, seven games, and boom, you still get some good hockey, a good amount of hockey. You still get to see who's, uh, who's the better team overall, and, and the fans get to have fun and, and go from there. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of the concern, too, with the owners is the revenue and stuff, so that's why there's debate between them about, hey, we want to have the regular season, we want to finish those games and get that revenue. And then, of course, the playoffs. Some of them may not like the five-game idea that Eddie and I are talking about for the first couple of rounds because, of course, you know that also means less money as well. But I think that would be the best way to go because now they've delayed everything, which we're not surprised. We knew they were going to delay the draft and the award show and all these other things. That's not, not a shocker, right? But if they cut down some of these games in the first two rounds – you're potentially cutting out a week or two uh, of play in the in the postseason, which would be good because then it wouldn't delay next season as much, which is another thing that they talked about. They do want to have a full uh, 2021 season. Obviously, that would start later. It would not be in October, of course. It would probably have to be, I don't know, November, December. I, you know, So much stuff is in flux right now, but uh, that that's something they talked about. They also mentioned, too, for next season, some ideas that have been thrown out there, Eddie, and I, I kind of like these as well. I mean, it's what they're going to have to do. If they're going to have 82-game season next year is they've talked about not having the All-Star game, which you and I have talked about how much we love the All-Star game. So I, I'm pretty sure, you know, for a lot of people, that wouldn't be a big deal. And then they also talked about eliminating the bye weeks as well. So I think those are some things they may have to do. And, and yes, maybe they'd have to have a couple more uh, back-to-back 
type scenarios, unfortunately. But if they want to have an 82-game season next year, I think it kind of goes with what we're talking about in the playoffs too, Eddie. I think they have to sh- uh, you know, shorten up the series, if you will, and, and then maybe that could work it out. Uh, what are your thoughts on them trying to do you know, an 82-game season next year? Uh, that's going to be kind of hard. I really hope they, they can accomplish that. It just seems like it's going to be too many games in too little time. And that wouldn't be fair to the players also. Um, well, as far as the canceling the All-Star game, yeah, I'm definitely with that. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, the bye weeks, too, I'm not really a fan of because we don't get hockey. But I understand the players need their rest. But they're kind of getting it right now a little bit. But, yeah, if, if they can somehow fix an, uh, fix an 82-game season into the schedule, it's not going to overwhelm the players too much or cause someone to get seriously injured. I mean, why not go for it? I mean, you just, you know, I know some people are going to get upset about the All-Star game. They're going to, you know, be all you know, piss poor about that. Uh, that little bye week, I don't think that's going to be that significant. But, yeah, hell yeah. If we can get an 82-game season, let's go for it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, yeah, All-Star game, you know, whatever. Not a, not a big deal. So, uh, we did have a couple fan questions, too, about this, um, asking about this. We had uh, Christian asked, you know, how do we think the rest of the season would pan out? I, I don't really know. I, like I said, I would hope that they would reschedule the rest of the, the regular season games and finish them, but they may not. They may come down to the situations we discussed. They may just say, hey, we're going to go straight to the playoffs, which, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be 100% happy with it, but I, I could understand given what's going on because there's just so much uncertainty still. So I think that's kind of what's going to happen. With that, as we as we talked about, we had another person ask too about the Ducks. They want to know if the Ducks have more momentum uh, with the trade deadline, and you know, could they try and uh, make a wild card spot? And Eddie, we we've talked about this on the show, and it, it's highly unlikely the Ducks would. You know, the, I guess the good thing is is when this all comes back together, the Ducks would be more healthy. Obviously, right? We talked about the injuries, especially on defense that they've had on the last couple shows during the regular season when we talked. So I think. The Ducks would be in a better position. They'd be a healthier team. But it's highly unlikely the Ducks make the playoffs or get a wild card spot. Eddie, I, I, I think you did the math on this. The Ducks would have to like win every game, and some of the teams would have to lose a whole, you know, almost every game as well. Yeah, uh, for the Ducks to make the playoffs, they can't lose a single game in their last remaining 11 games left. And Vancouver and Nashville can't win a single game either, so they have to lose, go on a losing streak. There's a few other teams in there too where they have to lose a few games for the Ducks to get there. Uh, the Ducks are just uh, two points away uh, from being eliminated. So it's just highly unlikely the Ducks are, would make the playoffs. And I, I still wouldn't want them to make the playoffs. I, I still, like, yeah, they had a, a better surge. They're playing better, especially. There's a lot of hurt guys that are hurt, but then they're still stepping up and finding ways to win games or, or keeping up with with teams that are way above their skill level. However, the playoffs is a whole different beast. You can't expect the uh, these Ducks players, especially a lot of them that are new, to rise up in the playoffs, and it's just it's just un- impossible impossible to do. You can't do it. So um, yeah, I, I, as great as they're playing, I I just I still can't see them making the playoffs, even if they come back after and finish the regular season. It's just it's not it's not plausible. Yeah, it's it's like you said, it's highly unlikely they have to win all these games and whatnot. So, and, and I'm with you. It's better to look forward to the draft whenever that's going to be in next season. There's no point in trying to make the playoffs as, as an eighth spot, which wouldn't happen. And, and we'll talk about you know how we think this will play out because we had another fan, Trevor from uh, Instagram, ask us, you know, who do you think is going to win the cup? And, and looking at this stuff, and I know you got some of your favorites, Eddie. Um, who, who do you think you know 
once this gets going, you know, whenever it will be, who would be your favorites to be in the Stanley Cup final or to win the Stanley Cup? I would say the Avalanche, number one. Just just watching them for many years, too, and then seeing them develop and how they did they played last season, how they're playing this season, especially with all the injuries they do have with some key players and they're still, you know, playing some good hockey. They'd be my favorites to win the Cup. Uh, the Boston Bruins, too. They're really, uh, they're really stacked skill-wise, and one thing they addressed this season was getting more uh, physical and getting more grit on their team because they got pushed around last year to the Blues. So I think they'd be like one of my favorites too to win the cup. And also, I wouldn't, uh, uh, I wouldn't really look down against Dallas. I know they had a rough start; they were struggling, and people were like, writing them off, saying they're going to be sellers. You know, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to tank for a. a a higher pick but then right now they're sniffing in a playoff spot and look what happened last year when the blues they were they were completely dead last and they came back and won it so i mean you have to look at teams like those because it can happen yeah i'm with you i think boston definitely up there for sure i think colorado as well some of the other teams that i would throw in there i would throw in the blues right the defending champs i, I think you know they still have a good shot at it uh, obviously they're in first place in the central right now um, so I would throw them in the mix uh, against your Colorado Avs, which I like how they've been playing as well. And, you know, for them, kind of the same thing. They've had some injuries, right? And so this break, them coming back, them getting healthy, I think that's a huge bonus for Colorado whenever this resumes, whether it's the regular season or straight into the playoffs. And another one I, I don't count out, and I know Phil would be happy about this, is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the reason why is because we all know what happened last year. He's going to get mad that I bring it up. But the reason why I do bring it up is because I think they feel like they have something to prove. Uh, obviously, getting booted out like the way that they did, I, I think they're hungry and they want to come back. So I, I could see Tampa Bay at least going farther in the playoffs this year and, and maybe getting up there. So those are some of the teams that Eddie and I are thinking. Uh, you know, this, everything's going to change whenever whenever they get the stuff uh, back on track and going. But uh, that's just kind of a little bit of a preview of who our favorites are and whatnot in the NHL when the playoffs resume. So there's other news, too, that came out uh, with minor league stuff and some other league stuff. Uh, I'll let Eddie uh, break it down and I'll kind of chime in after he talks about it. But uh, unfortunately, some other leagues have been canceled, huh, Eddie? Yeah, the QM, the QMJH. L, I should have just said Quebec, <laughs> Junior Hockey League. OHL and WHL playoffs in Memorial Cup have been canceled. The KHL canceled their entire season, including the, the playoffs that they were in. The Hurricanes, I thought that was a fun story. They signed two brothers to entry-level co uh, contracts, David and Jason Cotton. Uh, David was the first-round pick in 2005. He's at Boston College. Jason was undrafted at Sacred Heart College. But I thought that was pretty cool to, have, you know, to be signed with your brother and and kind of you know build from there. Uh, I mean, look what happened in Vancouver with the Sedine Twins. Not saying these two players are equivalent to them, but just having your brother play in the same team with you, you know, that chemistry and and that can like like instantly boost you. Like you have someone you know you have family there with you. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, the New York Rangers. It was really nice of them. They offered Madison Square Garden to serve as a makeshift hospital. Obviously, like you know, uh, others thought it wouldn't be a good idea, but it's just really nice of them that they're willing to step up and offer their facility for that so to give it credit to them uh the whl connor bedard has received exceptional status and early entry into the into the league for the very first time in the in western canada in the whl um exceptional status basically means he's uh an exceptional player on the ice and he's gets really mature off the ice too so it's just more than your on ice production you have to show that mentality and maturity uh you know 
off the ice too. And I watched a video on this kid at 14 years old, 15. He's just such a smart player. He's so fast. It's just the way he moves the puck. It's like he knows what he's gonna do. Uh, two steps before he even does it. Like he just his head's up all his head is up all the time. He knows where everyone else is on the ice. He just drops passes, knowing where his his, his teammates is, uh, are gonna be. Sometimes better drop passes and gets off. But um, he's just a really smart player, and he just seems like he's gonna be like I guess the next Crosby, next McDavid. So it's gonna be fun uh, watching this kid come up and play. And he's eligible for the draft in 2023. So if uh, if this kid is you know all the hype that everyone says he's gonna be. I mean, I hope the Ducks tank in the 2023 to grab him. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's played for. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he's played for uh, West Van Academy, and he scored 84 points, 43 goals, and 41 assist in 36 games. So this kid's just—he's just talented. Yeah, like you were saying, Eddie. Uh, I mean, I never heard of this exceptional status thing. When this first came out, I was like, "Huh? What is this?" So it's an interesting story. Uh, like you said, I think he's a, a guy that could be a dynamite player. He's definitely one to watch. And like you said, in a couple years, he'll be draft eligible. So that's a name to you know check out, Connor Bednard. I'd, I'd follow him. And not that the other two, the, the Cotton brothers, not that they're going to be the Sedin brothers, as you mentioned, but that's another feel-good story in Carolina. And I would follow both of them, too, and see how they do. So you know, even though some of the seasons have been canceled, unfortunately, that's some of the negative stuff. Uh, at least there's some of these good stories in here. And, uh, you know, like I said, I keep your eye on these players in the next uh, couple of seasons. So that's some of the news around the league. Like we said, the NHL is still in flux. We'll see what they're going to do. But at least the good news with them is that they do want to, you know, finish the season somehow and award the Stanley Cup. So that's the positive. As far as minor league hockey goes, we're, we're pretty much, for most of it, we're out of it, um, as, as, you know, unfortunately for the rest of this year. So. Um, that kind of wraps up everything around the league and the, and, the, and the minor leagues and everything. So we'll kind of move to the, the biggest segment of this show. Uh, we have a poll question that we did. We're kind of going back talking about this season for the Ducks and your favorite moments. And we'll talk about those. And then we have tons of questions from you guys. So we're going to break them down. About 90% of them are Ducks related. And then there's a couple uh, about the NHL. So we'll kind of go through these. A lot of them from Facebook and Instagram. So thank you guys for uh, doing that. I, I pretty much posted the Facebook stuff and Eddie did the Instagram stuff. So I uh, really appreciate to get the interaction. Obviously, there's, you know, we got a lot of downtime, right? So this is one of the ways to fill it. So we did do another uh, poll question. We're trying to do one, you know, every show like we, we had been during the regular season. So this one we, we put out there, hey, what's your favorite Ducks moment this season? And unfortunately on Twitter, I can't list all of them, right? Uh, you know, you can only do four. So I put on three and then I made the fourth one as other to see what people would say. Uh, on there, we had the Delorier hat trick, which got the most votes, almost 60%. We had the Manson takedown of Myers, and then Milano's two-goal debut with the Ducks. Both those were close seconds. And then, of course, a lot of you chimed in with uh, Derek Grant's hat trick. Obviously, that's another one to throw in there. And then, of course, the whole Gibson-Rooney incident, which was hilarious. We talked about that as well. So all these, are, I think, are the best moments, Eddie. For me, I, I still think the Delorier hat trick is my favorite the reason being, there's a lot of reasons, I guess. One, it's it's the last game of the regular season that I went to, and I went to it with you. Uh, I threw my hat out there, and it actually made it on the ice, right? There's a photo of it. There's there's proof it, it made it. Somebody in the 200s picked it up and threw it on the ice. Thank you, whoever did that. They didn't keep the hat. <laughs> but um, I think that was my favorite moment. 
uh, of the season. But yes, the Derek Grant hat trick against St. Louis, that was awesome. Uh, the Manson takedown of Myers, uh, that one is basically number one on social media. Eddie did a funny video with sound on Facebook and it got over a quarter million uh, hits, views, all uh, like share, all that stuff combined. It's just ridiculous how many people love the Manson play. And of course, uh, Gibson and Rooney was hilarious. We talked about that. And then I talked about Milano. We remember during the games telling my wife, hey, this guy's cool. And then, you know, he scores two goals. So those are all my favorite moments, Eddie. I don't know if you want to talk about, you know, which one is your favorite, if it's still the Deloria hat trick or if any of these other ones you want to kind of go over or, or there's something else in there that maybe we missed. I still can't believe someone, some low-class piece of shit would keep a hat that was supposed to be thrown on the ice. <laughs> I, I heard stories, too, and uh, one of your friends that were at the game with us, she said that someone tried to keep her hat, and she went and called him out, so good for her for doing that. I personally would have slugged him, <laughs> but I just, I, I, I can't believe you would just take someone else's property. Like Maybe, okay, if the Ducks and Pucks hat, if you want to rock it and wear it, go ahead, good for you, thanks for being a fan, but then again, like... Like, how do you be a, th- a thief like that? You're stealing... No, that belongs on the ice. I don't care if they're going to restyle it, give it away. I don't care what they do. Someone scored a hat trick, show them that respect, throw the hats out. It's tradition. Don't go and keep the hat. If you're one of those people that should keep the hat, go follow another sport. Go follow freaking basketball or soccer. Soccer would probably be a good sport for you to follow. <laughs> Not badminton, because I like badminton, but... Yeah, that's just, that's just kind of pathetic to me. But, yeah, I think my favorite... Moment was the very last game I went to and seen Delorier get his hat trick. Definitely going there and hanging out with you, Mike. We always have a good time when we go to games. Sometimes we have a little bit too much fun, but that's never a bad thing. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> We're always safe. We're always safe. That's the, yes, the yes. one thing. Uber Lyft, baby. Um, Uber Lyft. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just that first period was amazing. And Delorier gives his heart and soul to this team. And he, 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 like, he, like I said before, he bleeds for this team. For him to get that his first ever hat trick, it was just so amazing. And then having him talk about it after, he was just like a little kid happy. Uh, the Grant one was really close too, but I wasn't there live, so I didn't have that experience and stuff. But being at the live game and watching that, hanging out with you, hang, having a few beers, Mike, uh, thank you again for reading that game. Like I said, if that was the last game I attended this season, I'm really glad I went to that one. That was probably the best game I've been to all season. And just another one was that uh, Manson takedown. I think I like it more because of Miley Cyrus music. It just fits perfectly. It's hilarious. And then... Uh, then having his wife enjoy it too, so I'm pretty sure she shared it with him. So that was that was pretty fun to see. But I, I watched that thing a million times myself too, just seeing that that whole thing, thing take place. So that was pretty fun. So it, it, we had some good moments. It, it seems like they overshadow a lot of the bad ones, so that's always positive. And hopefully we could just go back. Uh, um, I know NHL TV is offering uh, like free subscriptions right now for like, like 60 or 90 days or something, so you can go ahead and watch archived games. I mean, like, why not do that? Let's go, like, kind of relive some of the games and, and see a different outlook on that. And hopefully we forget some of the scores and we just are surprised again. So that would be fun to do. Yeah, a couple things uh, that you talked about. Yeah, you know, Manson's wife hit us up on Instagram, and that was pretty cool, like you said. She wanted a copy of the video, so that that was hilarious. So that was a good job on your part, Eddie, because uh, I give you all, all the credit on that. You you put that together, and like I said, that, that blew up on Facebook. I mean, I'm still getting alerts now on facebook from that video uh, uh manson i i just got yeah, one like two days ago it's crazy how how many views it has how many it's just you just keep seeing people repost it and or tag people in it it's just 
it, it's perfectly timed. So I don't know how I timed it so perfectly. It just and that song is awesome. I just tag Miley Cyrus in it. Hopefully she can retweet that <laughs> and become a Ducks fan. Or I don't know. Maybe people might not want her. <laughs> yeah, you might want to avoid. I that. love Miley though. I love Miley. Party in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know you're right. No, the way you timed it was perfect. I mean, you know, and I think that's what made it so funny because it's right when he lays the smackdown on Myers. I mean, I, I still. That that's you know probably for me that's probably my second favorite that that was hilarious but uh, another thing you mentioned too about watching games if people didn't catch it uh, Fox Sports West is re-airing games too so if, if you want to go see I, I think they're only showing the ones that the Ducks have won I'm not 100 percent sure but they're redoing those so check it out and that goes for other sports too I know that they're doing it for other leagues and other uh, sports besides uh, hockey as well. So check for that if, if you know if you want to watch football, baseball, whatever. There's other other things that are going on out there too, other distractions that can help you. So um, with that, that was our poll question. We'll come up with another one uh, for the next show and we'll talk about it. But uh, Oh, Mike. Yeah, go ahead, Eddie. Hey, uh, go ahead and say what you what you said when we were talking offline about uh, Gibson's takedown on Rooney. Oh, yes. That, that was the last thing I wanted to say about it. I'm glad you reminded me. So on... on uh, Someone tweeted us, I forgot, and they said, don't forget about Gibby's elbow. And I started laughing because <laughs> that's true. You know, the Rooney play was hilarious. Remember, I was the one that was kind of like, hey, he should have got an extra penalty because he talked trash. But then I said, as a fan, I loved it. And it was funny because you, you see him basically body check him with the elbow and shoulder in the beginning. Then, he, you know, the double fist face wash at the end. And, yeah, the, the Gibby's elbow, uh, Eddie, uh, that was uh, another play classic. Yeah, it reminds me of the rock, the people's elbow. Like, do you smell what Gibson is, I guess, smacking? I, <laughs> I think of something clever to say next time. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was good, too. No, that was hilarious as well. That that Gibson. And we've seen that. You know, we've seen Gibson in seasons past get riled up. So it's, all, it's always good to see that in there. So it's just some of the funny moments. There's been some good moments. Yeah, the Ducks haven't been winning all the games and whatnot in the season. But uh, those are some of the things that we wanted to go over and relive uh, the positive stuff or the funny stuff from the season that we liked. So uh, with that, we have tons of questions. Uh, we'll start with the Facebook ones and Instagram ones. We'll kind of go through them. Again, like I said, can't thank you guys enough. I know uh, you want a distraction. Here's your distraction. We're you know talking as much as we can about hockey and the Ducks and whatnot. So we'll kind of go through these questions. And we have some good comments too as well. So one of the first ones, we did talk about this before. It comes from Steven. He asks about Eves and Kessler and what's the updates on those. Uh, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. Uh, Eves is set to retire. That's uh, per uh, general manager Bob Murray. He also told me that too at the Getzloff Golf Tournament in the summer before the season. So that's pretty much where we're at. We knew his contract was going to run out. And that's really it for him. And we wish him the best. Uh, the Kessler one is still up in the air, Eddie. I, I get kind of mixed signals. Like we talked about, he's living back home in Michigan in the Midwest. He's doing the, the Kessler and, and Juice podcast, which if you haven't listened, it's really hilarious. It's a great show. You need to check it out. But I don't know if he is going to come back or not, Eddie. I, I'm kind of confused because it sounds like he says he wants to, but I just don't know that he's going to be able to with his you know multiple hip uh, issues. I, I think Kessler's still a question mark, but for me, I, I'm kind of leaning towards not. he's not going to return, Eddie. Yeah, I'm in that same boat. Uh, maybe, possibly, it's a, little, a small little maybe. If they shorten up the season, it might not be, you know, that too bad on his hip if he wants to try to come back. Um, they, they can kind of do, like, when they play back-to-back, sit him out one game just so he's not getting that many. 
but it's going to be up to him and, and it'll be up to how his, his hip is healing. Definitely, he wants to put his family and his health first and his quality of life. So that's going to take, you know, the most important thing. Um, I, I just don't, I can't see him coming back, though. I just Ducks aren't going to make the playoffs in another couple of years, I don't think. Um, if they do happen to make a, a run, they get a you know deep next season. Um, maybe that's a possibility. He comes halfway through the season like Justin Williams. I don't know. Uh, he seems like he's having a good time doing his podcast, coaching over there. We're living back in Michigan with his family. He seems like he's having a great time doing that. I just don't know his mindset if, if he feels like you know he's 100% ready to retire and call it quits or he still thinks he has a little bit of hockey left in him and wants to kind of go out on, basically on his own time. So it's going to be up to him. Regardless, I, I definitely would like to see him back and would welcome him with open arms if it doesn't mean he's going to cause any, you know, any long-term injury and re-injuring that hip or something like that. So that's my take on that. Yeah, the other part, too, is, I mean, he played his 1,000th game, so that's done. And then, like you touched upon the Stanley Cup thing, uh, and we have a fan question about that, too. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But they're not going to win the Stanley Cup next year. I mean, let's let's be serious here, right? I mean, they may be a contending team next year and get into the playoffs. That, that could be possible. But as far as him finishing out next year and and playing and, the, and trying to get that cup with, with the Ducks, it's, it's really difficult. Unless, like you said, if they don't do an 82-game season like we talked about earlier in the show, if they shorten it up like you know they've done in the lockout seasons where they've played like 40 games and whatnot, which... Who knows? That could be a possibility, too. Like we said, everything's in flux right now. But if they had a shortened season and somehow the Ducks did go on a run or something like that, maybe. But I'm with you. I think it's tough. I just don't I don't see him coming back. I And I'm with Eddie, too. And I'm probably a lot of you out there. I would totally want him back. It's not that I don't. I just I got to be a realist. And I think with the stuff that he's gone through, it's going to be tough. And if he comes back and he proves me wrong and he kicks everybody's ass, then I, I'm going to love it. And I'm going to say, hey, he came back and, and Eddie and I didn't think he would and he did. And, and then I'd love it. Like, please prove me wrong. I, I, I would want him to do that. But I think right now it's leaning towards no. But as we said, things can change. Um, another topic we talked about on shows before, Ronald Ray asked us about this. We can go over it again. Eddie had some info on it. was about the Ducks having uh, a new third jersey next season. Uh, Ronald brought the thing about a color rush type thing. Um, I don't really know, Eddie. I mean, we kind of talked about maybe them doing the Mighty Ducks type jerseys was what I had liked going back to the original one. The um, basically the uh, the white and teal or the white and green, if you will, however you want to you know describe the original colors. But uh, that's what I would like is if they did something like that and and maybe a modification of that is kind of what I'm looking at. But I know you had some info on it a little bit. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add, if they're going to try and do something like a third, you know, orange kind of color or something else. Yeah, um, I think he should keep the home away and, and the, the orange third. If they want to add that retro jersey, definitely have, um, I don't care, the eggplant or the white old school Mighty Ducks logo or old school Mighty Ducks. I'd preferably want it eggplant color, that darker color, but if they're going to go retro, and like back in the day, they used to play and wear, wear white during their home game. So why not just pay homage to that and keep that white one? Regardless, the jerseys are going to look really good. And I'd be happy with, with either one. As far as this color rush jersey, I'm hearing uh, like a, it's a third person that I heard say something like that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I haven't really seen the concepts. I, I, I've, color rush is blending a bunch of colors together, making it look nice. I, I'm not too sold on that. I mean, maybe if I see the jersey, but I'm really picky 
on jerseys, and I don't like, like I don't want to see too many alternate jerseys like you see in baseball and basketball. I think it kind of just takes away from it. It just kind of gets, I don't know, like boring in my opinion. Um, I'm good with just a home and away, and the current ones we have now, I, I like them. Uh, maybe a little bit of touch up on, on some just the lining and stuff like that. But the little nitpicky stuff I see in my jersey. Um, the third jersey I'm fine with, no issue, um, and definitely a retro one. I would like that. Maybe uh, I don't know one more themed one. Maybe this color rush you're talking about. Maybe do something you know something else, something different, or bring back the um, that one uh, that that 25th anniversary jersey. Bring that back for a fifth alternate one or something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. But I think like any more than five. You know, I watched the, the Laker games with my buddy a lot when they were on. And it seemed like they're wearing like a different jersey every night. Like, okay, well, this is the yellow one. Now they're wearing a white one. Now it's a white and blue. Like, okay, what's going on? It just gets too, I don't know, it's just too much for me. So I think no more than five, but I'd be happy with, with this, the three they have plus a retro one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm picky on that too. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that other duck team, the Oregon duck team, the college team. Like that team, like you said, they have so many damn jerseys. They have like a yellow one, a green one, a silver one, a white one, a black one. And uh, as you guys know, I'm, a, I'm an SC guy. So, I, you know, I, I like the, the gold and the red that SC has always had for forever, right? And then you see the stuff that Oregon does, and I'm just like, you guys kill me. Like, it's just stupid. I'm sorry. It's just, it's too much. Like, try to do all these jerseys, and then they have all these fancy helmets and everything. And I just like, man, just stop it. And so I, I'm with you. If the, if the Ducks do something, I would like... Uh, either to bring back something. I don't know if they do the 25th anniversary one, like you said, because that was supposed to be the one year and all that stuff. I, I'm with you. I would like that. That'd be cool. Or uh, some so slight modification of the original jersey, like I said, uh, the white and green slash teal type one that they had in the very, very beginning. That's still one of my all-time favorites. I think that would be awesome if they uh, brought back uh, you know some kind of a modification of that. So. Yeah, I yeah same here. And I mean, uh, go back to the season and look what Phoenix did. They brought back that uh, Kashina jersey. Yes, well. yes, that was freaking amazing. And I, I'm sure a lot of people, non Coyotes fans, bought that jersey. I want to buy that jersey because it just looks real iconic. It, it's just it looks it's ugly, but it's beautiful. And then I know this is bad, and a lot of fans are gonna hate it. But the Kings did a good job bringing back their retro jersey too. The the white one with the Kings in the middle. The white and silver. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I saw their their video of it when they announced it. It was a great, great job by their their marketing team and promotion team. Like they really marketed that jersey, but it looked nice. I saw it in person. It really looks crisp and clean. It's just you know that old school look, but with the new style, it just looks really good. And I think the Ducks can definitely hit it out of the park. And I think with the Ducks jersey, a lot of non Ducks fans would want to buy that because it's part of history. A lot of these non-Ducks fans that grew up watching the old Mighty Ducks movies, they got into hockey because of that, because of Charlie Conway or Adam Banks or Gordon, Gordon Bombay, and they just kind of developed their own team in their cities or why, however they picked their team. And they just uh, – I, I know, I know. like, when you're a kid in Edmonton – I'm sorry to change the subject. When you're a kid in Edmonton, they have a lottery on what team you're going to like. So that's that's there over there. But, no, but seriously, I really think it would be a good idea for the Ducks to incorporate that and bring that back. And, I mean, just talk about sales. It would get oh, – it just be – amazing in sales for them i would definitely buy one maybe buy two if, just if, I, if I can just because those jerseys are so great you know we had a related question to this too eddie uh we had christian uh on uh instagram talked about you know what are our favorite and least favorite ducks jerseys so uh, i'll let you go first as far as the you know we're talking about all these jerseys and bringing things back 
which ones did you like the best or, or not like the best you know so far i'll start off with the with the least one you know i always like to end it with good news but the, the i guess the least ones i didn't like were those nike those, those i guess those third jerseys that he did they did with the home and away third jerseys that was uh, produced by nike they're kind of like teal and then the white I, I don't know i just didn't like the design on the on the jerseys um they look boring and borderline ugly to me. I just, I'm still trying to buy them just to have them as hidden, you know, my collection. But I probably wouldn't wear them. I, I just don't like them. They just, I don't know, they just hurt my eye the wrong way, I guess. One of my favorites still is that one, the Ducks black and purple color one that says Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Uh, and, it, and that nice writing. They wore the 2003-2006 uh, as a third jersey, I think that's a beautifully worn jersey. It, it's it's nice, the black, the eggplant color. I know there's no green in it or whatever, but I think it's one of the, it's my favorite Ducks jersey. And I was fortunate enough to find one in Colorado, a signed one at the nice uh, at a, a pawn shop. Go figure. And it, it was funny because I was at home. I remember I still remember this day. My buddy hits me up. I didn't answer it. He calls me again. I'm like, dude, what's up? He goes, hey. Uh, you have to get over this pawn shop. You know, we're over here just like because they they, they they call it thrifting and they go to pawn shops to find like hidden stuff. So he said, There's this Ducks jersey there. Now, all right, can you just buy it for me? And you know, I'll just pay you back. He's oh, I'm not gonna buy a Ducks jersey. I'm a Kings fan. I'm no way I'm gonna be caught buying that. I'm like, dude, come on. So I ended up going over there because he wanted to, you know, more importantly, he wanted me to have a drink with them. But I went there, I found it, I saw the signature. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, it's cool. I bought it for I think 35, 40 bucks. And I ended up getting it checked out, and then that signature was legit, and it was an authentic jersey signed by uh, Jagir. So it's like I came up on that jersey, which I haven't been able to find at all anymore. I mean, it's it's a 3X, so it's a little bit too big, and hopefully it stays too big. I never get into fitting that, but it's still a great find. It's a great story to it, and it's always been one of my favorite jerseys, if not my absolute favorite jersey that the Ducks had. I think what makes that jersey interesting, Eddie, is it's unique. There's no other jersey really similar to it. I mean, like we talked about the original ones, right? The the white and the purple with the Mighty Ducks logo. And then you talk about the 25th anniversary. It's a spinoff. You talk about the uh, third orange jersey. That's also a spinoff of the original one. Uh, that uh, black and purple one that you're talking about is a fan favorite for a lot of the people that I know. Uh, that's one of my dad's favorite jerseys. Some of my other good friends too. They really like that one. And you're right. It's hard to get that jersey. I, I was able to get one myself. So I think that's why people like it. That one's unique. That would definitely be one that, hey, if they were to bring back something, uh, maybe. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's not. I, I like it. The reason I think I like that one is it doesn't have the orange, it doesn't have green, teal, it doesn't have any of that stuff. It's just black with white and purple. And like you said, uh, you know, it has Mighty Ducks Anaheim on it, which is, it's, I don't know, I just think it's very, very cool. I think it's unique and different. The other one I like, and I know this is going to get mixed reactions because some people hate this jersey and other people love it, but I love the Wild Wing jersey. I have one of those that are hard to get. I, I, I mean, when it came out, it was like, there was that, and remember the Burger King jersey that the Kings had, and everybody hated those jerseys, right? They were like, what the hell is this shit, right? These jerseys are god-awful. But now you try to find these jerseys, they're expensive as hell because they're so difficult to find. I love it. I, you know, I've worn it to a couple of the games, and I, and I crack up because the sizes on it are, t are terrible. I think I have like a, a 2X, and it barely fits me. And, and for me, it's usually XL or double X. 
depending on, on the make or style, right? Because, you know, like we said, it's changed over the years. You've had Nike, Starter, Champion, Adidas, Reebok, all these guys, right? So that's one of my favorite ones, along with the one that you mentioned, uh, the, my two of the Ducks. The one, My least likely favorite one, I, I have to agree with you partially, is I wasn't so negative on the, the third jerseys in the late 90s. The white one with the green stripe I, I thought was okay, but I didn't like the other one you're talking about that was mainly purple with the green. I don't know. That one, yeah, It was that was the away jersey back then. If you remember, it was all different, right? Uh, home jerseys were white and the away were colored, right? Everything switched now. But that, that purple, silver, and tealish one, I I, ugh, I didn't like that one. The, the, the white and green one, eh, that was okay. So... But yeah, that's that's kind of our breakdown of the jerseys, and I'm excited. I I, I want to see what they're going to do next, and like you said, I hope they don't do anything too crazy. Hopefully, they just do something you know a little bit you know similar to what we've had before. Um, this been, was starter again, Mike. I was going to ask you what's up. Was starter or CCM the first brand of? Uh, for the duck because I have a, a CCM ducks one and a starter ducks jersey. You know, I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, I'll go check that out. Well, I have to double check. I don't want to be wrong, but the very first jerseys I had, my mom bought me, were the home and away ones, the white and the purple, way back in '93. And I have to go dig them out of my archives of jerseys, but I'm pretty sure they were CCM. I, I, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. I just found it on eBay right now, uh, one for two twenty. So I'm guessing it's real. Who knows? Maybe fake. It's a quick search. It says. C- CCM. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the original ones. And then I know that Starter and Champion kind of started making some. And Nike and all that. They started kind of making some of the third ones. And then they had some spinoffs and things like that. But I'm pretty sure it was CCM, at least initially. Yeah. Man, I, you, you talked about that Kings one, that Burger King one. That, <laughs> was, that was ugly. But it's it's one of those, if you're a Kings fan, now you definitely want that. Yep. Like, I know a lot of Islanders fans that... That old school fisherman jersey. Yes. That no one liked. And then another one was one of my favorites, too, because I, I played on a team called the Rangers. Those old school Statue of Liberty jerseys. Yes, yes. Those are, I would buy one. If I could find one at a decent price, I'd buy one to have it. And I still have, like, like my youth one when I played in youth hockey. Our, we had the Rangers. It was the first team I won, like, ever championship in my whole, like, like playing little hockey career, my career and stuff. My when I was a kid, and it was just, we were called the Rangers, and we had that jersey. It was just really nice. Yeah. So. No, you're right. I mean, some of those jerseys, it's funny, because you see it at the time, and you're like, eh, you know, maybe maybe you don't hate it, maybe you don't like it, maybe you're know, just kind of on the fence, you're like, yeah, that's okay, and then it's funny, like you said, you see it a couple years later, you're like, oh my god, that's cool, and it's like, crap, how do I go find that jersey now? <laughs> I know, it's like, only, oh, man, if you could just go back and buy them, and man, I wish I would have. I, I wish I would have started my jersey collection a lot sooner than I did, uh, instead of just blowing it off on like when I was younger in my car. I'd spend more time putting rims and buying parts for my engine. I wish I would have spent that money on buying jerseys. Cause I still have all my collection and stuff like that. So it's just it's one of those things where you know what we could probably do a half a show just talking about all the jerseys around the league. Like that'd be a, f- a fun show to do and talk about that. You know, we could do that. That could be something we just talk about on the, on the next one. We can talk about like the history of the Ducks jerseys because uh, I remember I wrote out uh, the timeline of all the jerseys and and when they were released and everything. And you know, it's funny. I should go back and look that up, and we could talk about that on the next show. 
And then, like you said, talk about unique jerseys on other teams and whatnot. So that's something that we may discuss. And like I said, when we have the next show, we're going to ask you guys for more input too. And we still got more stuff to go through here. Um, a lot of good stuff. Uh, the, the latest one that we had, and, and this is a pretty good one, Eddie, that you got off Instagram. We had Paul Go Ducks uh, ask about favorite players. But then a, a lot of people are doing this where they're doing it based upon the status of the player. So... And this one, I'll let you break it down, but it's what's your uh, favorite current uh, NHL player? What's your favorite traded player? Um, and then what's your favorite non-Ducks player in the NHL? And then all-time favorite player. Yeah, okay. So I, I went ahead and changed it up uh, for our social media just to keep everybody engaged. Um, I posted it, so go ahead and share it. Check it out. Instagram, you can copy it. Uh, add in your thing. Tag your friends. But basically, I put uh, for uh, our social media favorite current player favorite retired player favorite prospect or rookie and favorite traded player that's on on social media on here i did it a little different i put you know favorite current player from the ducks right right now is delorier uh favorite traded player that the ducks had is still uh, chris wagner uh for all time you know favorite is team with Solani. and he's uh he's my favorite because of his play and then his personality off the ice and Every engagement and experience, interaction I've had with him, experience is just—he's always been nothing but a hundred percent loving. I can tell you stories after stories. I'll tell you another story because there's never enough team stories. <laughs> I was outside one of the games. My buddy and I would go to a lot of games, but we hated traffic. And it was before we knew, or I, I think even before the Jack Daniels Lounge did their thing. We'd wait outside where the players drove off, hoping to get autographs, just to kill traffic mostly, like most of the time. Slani goes, you know, he comes up, he waves to us, takes off. We're about to leave. Like 30 minutes later, traffic died. Like, okay, we're going to leave. He pulls back up. Because it was like sprinkling a little bit. He pulls back up. He was like, hey, I was just wanted to see if you guys are still here. Sorry for not stopping. I had to take my dad home. And, and I just figured I'd come back and sign if you guys were still here. It's like, holy shit. What kind of player has that mentality to do that? Like, dude, you're already going home or wherever you took your dad. And you just came back just to sign for us. Like, that was just a really fun experience and just, just shows the level of, of just respect I have for this guy. He's the greatest athlete, like, ever in my eyes. I, I think just on ice and off ice. So um, he'd be my all-time favorite. And then my non-Ducks player, as a lot of you guys know, I followed the Avalanche a lot for many years since, I think, 97. No, yeah, 97, 98 when I saw Patrick Waugh. Uh, I followed them and was stationed in Colorado, and I got to see uh, Nathan McKinnon play his first game. Um, I get to, I got to see him pretty much rise to a superstar. Got to meet him a few times, a little more reserved and quiet. He hit me with the puck uh, in one of the games. He deflected off his stick. It came out in the stands. Ends up almost hit me in the face because I was on my phone like an idiot. Um, I deflected it. Someone caught it in front of me. They ended up giving it to me. So um, later on. Down the road, I had that signed for, uh, by him, but he has to be one of my favorite players. He's just so fun to watch. He's so fast, and the, the way he just stops on a dime and, and his shot—it's just a really good, like really good and fun player to watch. And then I'm gonna add this as one of my favorite uh, rookies too. I'd have to say it's gonna be Troy Terry. I think he has a lot of potential to be a really great player. Uh, definitely, a, a, well, a, I can see him being a top line player and producing a lot for the Ducks once he makes that step. No, I, I'm with you on, on Troy Terry. And, and, you know, speaking of uh, 
Tamu stories, man, I got a bunch too as well. I mean, I, we could probably do a whole segment on on you know Tamu stories, maybe bring it back on the show. But uh, oh yeah, see if he see if he remembers them. <laughs> uh, I think one of the good ones that I remember having was uh, it was right at the golf tournament last year. They had a, a Jägermeister sponsor at one of the holes there, and uh, they had the the little shot board. Right, and so Tamo and I took a shot together of the Jägermeister with a couple other people, and I, I posted that video way back when. And I mean, that that was awesome to me. I mean, there's this guy, you know, that he's out there having fun and doing his thing, and you know, he's just he's just like you said, he's just nice and inviting. He's like, he's like, come on, let's take a shot of this. And I'm like, all right, Tamo, like like I'm gonna say no, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how he is. Uh, I mean, it was awesome. And then um, I was really fortunate too. They had a um, an event at this, his steakhouse place in uh, Laguna, right? The, the uh, Solani Steak Tavern. And uh, got to watch one of the Stanley Cup games. It was a couple years back. And he was there and there was, there was a bunch of other people there as well. And uh, I forgot exactly what the event was for. But uh, we were there hanging out and he had his Stanley Cup ring and he let me wear it. And I mean, I remember that was like, holy crap. Like I felt weird, but other, he was letting people take photos and wearing the ring. So I'm like, I need to join in on this, right? These other people are doing it. I mean, I don't want to be left out, right? You know, I, I first I was kind of, you know, nervous, obviously. And uh, that was a great moment. That that photo I have of, of, of with him was just fantastic. So, I mean, obviously you guys all know that he's my favorite all time. That's That's a no brainer on there. Uh, I have some similar ones too that Eddie talked about. I would say current player on the Ducks. Yes, I go with Delorier too, as Eddie mentioned. For the traded player, I would have said Chris Wagner as well. Everybody knows how passionate I, I have been about Wagner over the years on this show and, and social media and articles and stuff. But now, of course, it's going to be Derek Grant because you know he had the hat trick earlier. He's doing so great. He got traded. We talked about the whole thing about we want a higher draft pick. So now I'm still kind of irritated about that. I, I do hope he comes back in the offseason. That's what Murray was saying at the hockey hot stove that that was going to you know happen. But you know everything's all up in the air now. So so for me now it's Grant. Uh, my favorite non Ducks player currently in the league right now would be Mark Andre Fleury. As some of you know, I also like uh, the Penguins and I, I liked how he was playing there. And of course now he's on Vegas, obviously. And uh, I really like his play. Um, you know, I like following other goalies around the league as well, not just the ones that we have. Don't get me wrong. I love Gibson and Miller too. But as far as a non-Ducks player, that would be the one that I like. So uh, it's a good thing. I'm glad that you did that on social media. So look for those posts that Eddie did and chime in and, you know, throw in your answers. We love it. The more fan interaction, the, the better. Uh, another question we had, this is kind of one we alluded to earlier, Eddie, was how far away are the Ducks from playoff contention? Uh, we had a couple different people ask that on Instagram. And I think we discussed this before, but I would say bare minimum at least two years away, maybe three, four at the most. I know Murray talked about it, uh, like I said, at the Hockey Hot Stove, and he didn't want a five-year rebuild. He wanted it to be sooner, but then he also didn't want it to be so soon that, hey, you know, we're like one and done. We have one great year, and the Ducks go through several years uh, of downward play. So I'm thinking it's still a couple years away, Eddie. Two to three. What do you think? I'd say two to three. I say uh, two years, definitely a playoff contending team. Three would be a, a more dangerous team that, that's not going to be one and done. If you, you go out next season, you're going to be out. I, I think after that that third year, we're going to be a consistent playoff team. We're going to have you know 
there's going to be a lot of changes. A lot of our young guys are going to be able to fill in bigger roles and develop into the better players. Uh, it's going to be an overall you know, faster team, as we've seen already this season. This season has been a lot better than last season, uh, minus the stoppage, of course. But just as far as like the, the play, the team's a lot faster. It's, it's speedier. Um, they got more grit, too, uh, Delorier. But a few of the other players aren't just you know skating full speed just to stop and not hit. Some of the other players are going and finishing their checks. Players like I mentioned, Troy Terry, as small as he is, he's not a big physical guy, but if he has the opportunity to you know hit you, he's going to hit you. So I like to see that from the Ducks. Um, and it seems like, yeah, I, I keep talking about play full 60 minutes. Last season was just absolutely terrible because you just watch a 20-minute game and then Ducks are done. This season, it's improved, so I like that. I can't say anything bad about them. Yeah, it's still not a full 60-minute, and you, you probably can't get a team to play full 60 minutes, but they're just playing a lot better. And, and you know, yeah, they'll have like a period or 15 minutes, but they seem once they start going down and recognizing that, they seem to sprout back up and get back into the play. So I love seeing that about the team. So I'd say two, uh, two years, definitely a, a playoff contending team. Three years to be a consistent playoff contending team and really dangerous. Yeah, and I mean, it's not too far away. I mean, next season, like we said, it's that's all up in there too, as we talked about, obviously with a delayed start. So we'll have to see how that goes. But I think the year after that is when we'd really see it. So it's not far away, not too far. Uh, we had another good question uh, on Instagram from Shredden37. He talked about what's your biggest uh, draft surprise and biggest bust in the history of the franchise. And Eddie, you had some good ones on here that you wanted to talk about, uh, one of each. And then uh, uh, I have similar and a little bit different, but uh, I'll, I'll let you go first on this one and, and say who do you think's the the biggest surprise and uh, who's the biggest uh, bust. Definitely a really great question too. A really great question too. I don't know. I sound like great question. Like <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good question. Uh, I did some research and went down and looked at all the players in the draft. It took me a little bit, but. Even teams, you know, way beyond before my time, the players. I didn't start being a fan until 95, 96 that season, so it's, I had to look back. But I, I'd say uh, the biggest surprise to me was Freddie Anderson. Not only, uh, you know, he was a, a third-round pick, of seven, uh, 87th overall by the Ducks. Uh, in 2012, he was originally selected by the Carolina Hurricanes in the seventh round, 187th overall in the 2010 draft. However, they couldn't get a contract uh, worked out. I don't know if the changing the agent or if Freddie Anderson didn't want to just be in Cam Ward's shadow and wanted more opportunity to, to be a number one goalie sooner. But, yeah, he was ultimately sent back to the draft. The Ducks got him. Um, he played great for Anaheim. We got to watch him you know, develop into a good goalie. I want to say elite goalie. Uh, fortunately, we had a younger John Gibson. Uh, and John Gibson's good too. He, I think he's an elite goalie. He stood on his head last season, this season, and and, and fortunately we couldn't keep both of them. He was traded to Toronto, but we did get some value out of him because we got Sam Steele and Max Comtois. So it's just like it, I think that was a I guess the biggest surprise draft pick because what we had the what we we developed him into and then what we got back for him. And yes, I'm not trying to start a goalie debate. People are like, oh no, the goalie debate. Here we go. We're <laughs> stop bored. it! Stop it, Eddie. <laughs> Cabin fever. Now, the biggest bust. Uh, an honorable mention, Chad Kilger. He was the fourth overall pick in 95. He only played in 45 games with the Ducks, uh, scoring 12 points, five goals, seven assists. Um, I picked him as an honorable mention. I, I didn't want to call him a complete bust because he was used to 
in a trade to get Team Muslani over here. Uh, Oleg Trebodowski, our second overall pick, was also used, but I don't want to call him a bust either because he came back to Anaheim and we still got some value and some good hockey out of him. But bringing Solani back as part of that trade, definitely not a bust. So here's the biggest bust, in my opinion, in Dutch history is uh, Chistov. St- well, how do you say that name? He's Russian names. My, yeah, uh, Stanislav. Stanislav. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I, like, like, I don't know, spit it out more. Stanislav. <laughs> Chistov. He was the 2001 first round, fifth overall draft pick. Now, this is the only... He's tied for the, uh, I guess this is a, the only fifth or sixth time in Ducks history we got a pick lower than five. He's tied as another player that was picked fifth overall. Um, he spent two seasons with the Ducks. He played in 135 games, only scored 48 points, 14 goals, 34 assists. I want to call him a bust because picking a player that high, him not panning out. And then we have, uh, we picked up P.A. Parenteau in the ninth round of that same draft, 264th overall. That was when they had the whole nine rounds. He played in 491 games, scoring 296 points, 114 goals, 182 assists. He had some 53, 67-point careers with the Rangers. He had another 41, I believe, when he got played for uh, Colorado. He scored a lot of big goals for Colorado. I got to watch him live. Uh, a really great player, and and we traded him to the Hawks for Sebastian Caron, a goalie that only played one game. Matt Keith, who played no games for the Ducks, only the AHL, and Chris Durno, who only played in the AHL. So I think I will throw him as the biggest bust because he didn't produce as being that top five pick player that he's supposed to be and produce. And I mean, we've had a, a ninth guy that if we would just you know spent some more time on him, who knows, maybe he could have exceeded the expectations of that ninth pick and, and blossomed up to be a, a even better player than he was uh, with the Rain- or Islanders, I'm sorry. And I, I don't know, that, that had to be my biggest bust. I hate to just call someone a bust. It sucks knowing that your team dropped the ball on you know, I'm picking a player. I was going to go into more detail and go through that draft and see who was picked after him, but I didn't want to piss myself off too much. <laughs> so I'll just uh, hold off on that. If you want to go check, you guys can. But I was like, oh, no, I'm already getting like mad because we had, you know, this top five guy I didn't produce. But, yeah, those are my picks for that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, the biggest surprise was Freddie. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he's not on the team anymore, right? And, and, yes, we're not starting a goalie debate. Be quiet. Stand down. We're not doing that. But we're just answering the question. I, I I think you're right. I think that was the the biggest surprise there, um, as far as the bust. Yeah, Chistov. That that was sad. That was a bust. Uh, for for me, the more recent one. Uh, blow him up, Nick Ritchie. I'm sorry. Um, he did play a lot of games for the Ducks, but uh, you know, again, being a first round pick, not producing, getting all the penalty minutes and everything like that. Uh, he's my more recent one, unfortunately. That you know, and, and like Eddie said, it's not to put the person down or anything, but, you know, we're just answering the question. And, and, you know, he just didn't live up to expectations, unfortunately. He did get some decent games out of him, uh, you know, more so than some of the other picks and whatnot. But, you know, he just didn't pan out. He didn't live up to the hype that we all thought he was going to be in the beginning. So, Hey, do you think – I have a question because I know uh, Pasternak was picked after Richie. Yes. Do you think when uh, the Ducks and Bruins played, when uh, Pasternak scored four goals against us, it was like a big F you, like, hey, you guys didn't want to pick me? <laughs> You know what? Here's four goals later. Like, <laughs> I, number one, like top score in the league. I, I doubt it, but I, but yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's that is that is a funny like sideline to bring up, Eddie. But yeah, no, probably not. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. That that is a funny point. Um, but yeah, great question. Uh, thanks for that one, Shredden uh, thirty seven on Instagram. 
We had uh, another one. This one's kind of interesting from Adam uh, Town. He says, should the Ducks go after... He says, Subban, I'm assuming PK Subban, uh, not the goalie Subban. Uh, for me, I say no. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan uh, as far as how he's been recently. Uh, I think Subban before, I liked him. Yes. I know Murray talked about getting a guy that can blast the slap shot on the power play and, and getting a defensive player like that. That's what the Ducks do need to get this power play going, right? We've talked about how awful the special teams have been all season. So I, I just don't see them doing it. The, the reason for me is I think the cost is too high. Uh, unfortunately, that's why I think Murray wouldn't do it. I know that's kind of the bummer. We've, we've talked about that. It's kind of been one of our uh, criticisms of Murray. But I don't think he's going to go after someone that's going to cost a lot. And on top of that, I, I think he's gotten a little bit too distracted with his off-ice stuff, Eddie. I, I think he's doing too much social media and clowning around stuff and I, I just don't think he's he's still good obviously still great actually but he just I don't know he just seems to get too distracted in my opinion with off-ice stuff yeah he just I don't know like he's done a lot for the hockey community and he's has that personality of his great when he played in Montreal I would be saying hell yes bring him over he's a great player um, it just seems like he just he cares about himself way too much and, and a little borderline arrogant. Uh, his his YouTube channel that he's doing with his wife or whatever, he's always on social media. Like, bro, your team's in dead last, and you're still worried about having people follow you on social media or check out your channel. Hell no, you should have shut that down and focus on your team. Yeah, you made all these comments when you got traded, how you're working out and you're ready to you know for the Devils. You're supposed to lead that team. You were that elite player, supposedly, that they brought in that's supposed to help out. And it seems like all you care about is your social media. And I don't know the guy, so I'm, I don't know how his mind works or if he has a marketing team. If he does, uh, a public relations team, they should all be fired because it was the absolute wrong time to start posting and building his, his channel and his YouTube or his social media influence status. Like you're a professional hockey player, you're a leader of that team. You should act and perform that way. And I'm not just saying it because it's it's Subban or anything. Any player, like if your team's dead last, like hell no. I mean, look at the uh, the Senators players when they were all talking crap about their coach and that drunken Uber thing. It's, you have to you have to have a, a set standard and professionalism. And that word uh, professional comes before athlete. And, and just seeing his stuff like that. no i mean maybe if we want to hire him as wild wing or an in-game arena but i like what sammy's doing so i wouldn't want to replace him it just i hope he gets his head straight he has too much talent to waste on what he's doing right now like we have 14 15 points this season dude like like i don't think he barely have three goals hell no something has to change and i think he needs to get his head up his ass out of his ass spin <laughs> up his ass and um and get off social media and focus 110 percent on on being that that professional athlete that the devils need you to be it's not fair to the organization it's not fair to the fans that go and support the devils there's no way they made a lot of changes and just the changes didn't pan out but it just seems like Subban's just kind of going through the motions no, now, I know you brought up uh, Malcolm Subban. I think he'd be a good addition if Miller decides to hang him up to step in a, a backup role. Uh, I, I like his play. He's a uh, you know he, he 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 can play some pretty good hockey. Um, I'm not sure the cost though. He's probably going to go around maybe three three million, maybe three point five four, uh, and maybe he could be a starter for another team. So it's li- unlikely that would happen. But if I had a pick. I'd rather have Malcolm Subban in the net uh, rather than P.K. Subban. 
Yeah, you bring up a good point. Uh, I agree with you on everything you said. And I think, yeah, you know, we didn't touch on Miller. We're pretty sure he's he was going to retire at the end of the season. Uh, that was kind of the word that had been going around during uh, the regular season. And, of course, all this nonsense happened. So now we don't know if, you know, if they do cut the regular season, <clears throat> they go to playoffs, if we've seen his last game, right? And, if, and Or maybe he will decide to come back next year. Maybe, maybe that's a little bit in flux. But if he doesn't, like you said, having Malcolm Subban come in would be great. I'm with you, though. The thing that may hold that up is he does have potential to be a starter, um, so he, or at least he wants to be. So that may be a reason why he wouldn't come to Anaheim. But I, I would totally take him. If Miller retires, I would I would definitely take his brother uh, over PK. And like you said, PK needs to get some of his personal stuff straightened out, Eddie. Oh, yeah. I, you know what, Deb, I'd say right now, too, I'd take uh, Jordan Subban. Uh, I think he's with Vancouver, the defender. He's still uh, in their, their pipeline. He hasn't really panned out how he was projected to be, but I, I'd rather take him and give him an opportunity to play on the blue line for the Ducks than P.K. Subban. I think he'd be more effective and, and be a better player right now than his uh, his brother is. Yeah, I mean, that's another one to look out for, too. Another name to, to, to keep an eye on, right, as all this stuff develops. So, uh, great question um, uh, from Adam Town on Instagram. I'll take one more, and then I'm going to do some shout-outs on some of the comments that some of the fans had given us. But on this other question, this one's a good one. For those of you that are thinking about the Orange Alliance, you know, do I want to be a season ticket holder or a member of that? We had uh, Runes04 on Instagram ask us, you know, what's the pros and cons? Um, I, I have mixed feelings, Eddie. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit about being a season ticket holder i think some of it depends on the rep i had a very good rep still have a good rep she does a great job she's in communication i talk all the time she does great work i i know you were talking about you you know you've had um, a rep that was basically non-existent unfortunately so there's some of that it depends on you know they have different people that basically uh, are assigned to groups of fans if you will so there's some of that I, I do like the things that they're doing as far as they're having these, you know, hockey hot stoves with Murray. They've had like three or four of them now, which some teams don't even do that. And they allow only the Orange Alliance members to go. So that's a very, very huge positive thing. I like that a lot. Uh, the thing I don't like is I don't like the giveaway situation. Uh, I've been pretty adamant about that. And some people even disagree with me. But what I don't like is when they have certain deals at certain games where it's buy these tickets and you get this item or that item, but then the season ticket holders don't get the items. Uh, to me, I don't like that. And and yes, there's a there's a point system basically. The amount of money you spend on tickets, what you buy at the team store, drinks, things like that, you get points. There's also a separate website with merchandise, and you can go in there and get those items. But to me, if you're a season ticket holder, some of these items, I, I shouldn't have to spend the points I earned to get these items just because some random fan bought a ticket to a game. I, I just I just don't understand that. I, I think that if you're doing a giveaway, then your season ticket holders should be getting all the giveaways. They shouldn't be having to convert points to go get them. And sometimes they run out and you don't get anything. If you're not on it, like I'm not always on that, the, the separate website, like checking every single item because some of the stuff gets bought out pretty quick. I just don't think that's fair. I, I get how they do the flash sales things and they want people to come to the games i totally get that i understand that it makes sense but I, I just don't my pet peeve is why do i have to pay points 
to go get an item when I'm already a season ticket holder. You know, most other teams don't do that. You're a season ticket holder, you get whatever the, the giveaways are for the season. And then there's additional things you buy on the website. So that's kind of my take on it. Overall, I like it, uh, but it could be a little better. Yeah, well, I think my first season was three years ago before the Orange Alliance. It was like the, the season before they started doing Orange Alliance. I didn't like it at all. I, I thought it was terrible. I think the, the nicest my rep ever was to me and more like like great to me was when I went to the pick a seat event and he was like all, you know, convincing me and stuff. He didn't really break down all the benefits though. He just told me a few of them. I ended up buying them. Uh, he ended up taking another job somewhere else. I wasn't told that. I tried to find him for a while and another guy finally calls me. Oh, I'll be taking over his stuff. Okay, that's all I heard from him. Um, I talked to him once. I remember uh, they were giving away these coins, and I, I missed the Jagir coin because I was upstairs at Jack Daniels Lounge. We went downstairs, and they were gone. So I emailed him asking if he has extra. He said, no. And then I had the same question, too. is like when they had those packages, like, hey, do you have any extra? Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, I, I get it. Like Those are sponsored things. They have, you know you know for whatever reason they only have limited quantities but there's still a lot of extra stuff back there ducks have a whole warehouse like a couple blocks away that's just piled full of all these stuff like it's just ridiculous that they can't give season ticket holders you guys spend a a ton of money i don't care if you sit in the very top you sit in the the very bottom you have uh, a suite you still spend your hard-earned money you should be given these stuff and not just uh, a random joe blow just buys three tickets to a game and he gets this ducks uh, ugly sweater um when i was my first time owning season tickets was in colorado my rep and compared to the standings that I, I compared she was awesome she knows she knew i was a ducks fan too and when the ducks played the app she would email me and ask me if i'm coming to the game and then she'd caught me lower bowl seats next to the ducks like just out of nowhere um if you missed the game up to 10 times you bring your ticket stubs you get them replaced every giveaway that i missed i emailed her uh she just told me let me know when you come to the next game i'll, I'll give it to you and she did and she'd always just email me periodically checking in see how things were going if i saw her at the game she stopped me and talked to me for a little bit she was just on her game and she made me like want to renew like so, so like when that time came to renew and, and all the emails got sent out i didn't even hesitate i just okay well i'll put my deposit in i'll renew because she's just that level of customer service and she actually cared about it and and her to go out of her way too to make like email me asking if i'm coming to the ducks versus abs game just so she can give me lower bowl seats that was just amazing to me so it's just when i was with the ducks they kind of dropped the ball and rubbed me the wrong way and i'd rather just uh not spend my hard-earned money uh, on just season tickets when i can just buy single games or go at you sometimes mike and just buy you a few beers yeah no, I, I feel you. I mean, you're not alone, you know, in that sentiment. I talked to my uh, ticket rep, and like I said, she's awesome, and uh, she's gotten some of the similar feedback that you've said too, unfortunately, and, and that's the way it is. And and I've told them that, you know, the the other thing that I I battled some of the Ducks people over was the Shock Top Terrace thing. I still don't. I, I that that's been another sore point for me. I don't understand why they charge hockey fans to do that. If you go to Honda Center for other events. Most of the time, it's free. So why are they charging? All, you know, why are they charging us? Why are they charging the hockey fans? And it's always empty. Like, uh, every time you look down, you never see it full. When you brought me, uh, when you had those tickets that one time we went, like there was plenty of room. Yeah. I think I seen it packed one time, but it was still not packed enough. Where it was like there's still tons of room everywhere. I mean, yeah, that restaurant looked a little too fancy for me when I was peeking in. Yeah. 
But but you know what uh, about the Orange Lions? I, I can't really comment on that. I don't know. It seems like just seeing uh, Mike's benefits and a couple other of my buddies, it seems better than when I had it, but maybe not as good as I had it in Colorado, but it's still a little bit of an improvement from when I first had it. Yeah, it, it's definitely gotten better. Uh, like I said, them having these exclusive events and different things that they're doing for the Orange Alliance members and things like that, it has gotten better overall. Uh, I just, for me, it's just the giveaway thing has been a sticking point for me, and I've battled it out with other other people about this and and whatnot, and they just, they're like, oh, well, you got points and you can buy it, and it's like, well, that's great, but that's not the point. Uh, the, I mean, everybody should get those giveaways, you know? I mean, there's there's a lot of arguments there, and I'm not going to dwell on any of that, but uh, overall, to get to the, the question, yes, I, I do think it's worth it. You do get a lot of benefit out of it. You get a discount at the team store. You get a few other things. You get points. You can buy things, autograph stuff. They raffle off things on the website. There are a lot of good things, and and yes, it's improved. From the way it was before, it is definitely a lot better. So I do recommend doing it. I, I do think it's worth it, in my opinion, overall. Oh, yeah. Overall. And you, get free, and you get your own free tickets to every game you want to go to. That was the one advantage when I first moved back and had them. It just, I was at home one day. Ducks were playing. Hit up a few friends. I had no one to go with. Hey, screw it. I have tickets anyways. I'm going. Shot over there. And, and I had some of my, my best memories going by myself because I run into you. I run into Jen. Uh, there's always someone I know either from Twitter or guys I play hockey with. But I'm never alone at that game. Even when I'm sitting by myself and duck score, I'm high-fiving people right next to me. And we're having conversations of, of, with the people next to me. Everyone's just friendly at Honda Center. That's one good thing I could say about it is I had some of my great experience and best experience uh, just being able to have those tickets and go to the game, so that that was fun. So congratulations on, on you know, if you get the season tickets and hope you have fun next season. Yeah, absolutely. I want to give a couple shout outs to some fans here before we kind of wrap it up with our last little section here, where we're going to kind of talk about kind of world events, I guess, a little bit. But uh, we had on Instagram, we had Bozzy nineteen hundred. He said best wishes from Germany. So I want to give you a shout out. Uh, over there across the pond as they say and I hope everything's going good you know in Europe uh, obviously I was in England uh, a little before all this nonsense happened so uh, I wish you guys the best over there as well thank you for that note uh, I want to give Trish on Facebook a shout out she said we talked about you know favorite memories this season and we did talk about Tamu earlier probably should have mentioned that during that point but she said she got to meet Tamu Solani today or excuse me this season and it was one of her uh, you know her favorite uh, memories of this year so shout out to her as well I'm glad you got to do that and, and as we talked about he's the man so I'm sure you had a great time talking to him uh, the last one I wanted to give to, and it kind of transitions into our last segment, Eddie, is from Alex Rodriguez. He talked about how he's been uh, cooking at home during all this, but he's also been uh, working on promoting mom and pop shops. And I think this is a big thing, uh, and it's kind of what we're going to talk about now, what we're doing with what's going on in the world in our free time. But supporting local businesses has been a huge thing, and I, I highly encourage it. If you guys remember... We have our watch parties. Um, we've had some of them at El Ranchito this year. They are still doing takeout orders, so please hit them up. The one in Orange is. I'm sure the other locations are as well. Um, I also went uh, another spot that a lot of my family goes to before Duck Games. We go to Islands in Orange. I just went there this week. They also have uh, takeout orders. I know it's not necessarily mom and pop, but you know, uh, you know, it's a, again another local business. So. I think that's a big thing, Eddie, as, as we talk about kind of what we're doing now without sports and everything like that. But if, if you can, 
is try to support those local businesses, especially the mom and pop ones that are struggling during this time. Oh, definitely. And freaking Alex, he's awesome. He's always commenting and stuff. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, it's important right now to, to kind of be together. Like not, not be together. Obviously, we're all together and we're probably annoyed by that. <laughs> but kind of stick together and help out when we can. Um, you know, I, I have a roommate, my buddy, and, and he knows you know, I deal with you know depression, anxiety, and mental illness. And he knows hockey's my like one and only escape from everything. I'm not playing. I'm not watching. So you know, every day he come, he either calls me or he pounds on my door to make sure I'm okay. So I love that support system, uh, and definitely supporting the mom and pops. I'm not gonna name the place, but um, uh, we went out last week, and I called one of the uh, mom and pops establishments that I go to, and I just wanted to have a beer in public. I just wanted to be out. I was so just cabin fever i was feeling depressed and the person knew me and she's like yeah go ahead you know i'll let you guys come in just drinking to go cups and you guys can sit in the corner and it felt good we drank uh, two or three beers but spent like an hour and a half there just sipping them slow but i just i felt normal for a little bit I, it felt good yeah i, I should should I have done that no i should have sit home but i, I just at some points i just get I, I have to be out i have to there's only so much i can do by, by talking to someone and being staying indoors i just it's just having that three-hour interaction with my buddy, even though I live with them, it still felt good being out in public. But but definitely 100%. Uh, if you see one of those uh, mom and pops, just and then you see them take out, or order from them. Just trust me because they're going to be hit the most. And, and talking to the person that runs this and owns that establishment, it, it, he's hurting. But his goal is um, to hire every one of his employees back once this this gets done. He said it's going to be hard. He doesn't know how he's going to do it, but you know that's his main goal, and he wants to stick to it. So, it's just these owners really care about their employees too. Unfortunately, they don't have enough money to be able to pay their employees during this time. But hopefully, um, everything gets better. I find a cure, or, or just we can overcome this, and we can just go out and have a beer. And it's not have to like hide it and like sneak around, and the door <laughs> opens and like look. And if I see that badge, it's like oh man, I hope he doesn't come and see what I'm drinking because. <laughs> We're not supposed to be drinking out in public, and I mean, I don't care if I get in trouble. I'll take whatever you know responsibility, but I just don't want the establishment to get in trouble for you know for me being kind of selfish and and wanting that just social interaction. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's a good point, like you said, that Alex brings up. It, you know, either the places that you go to normally, or, or especially the small business owners. You know, if you can do it, if you can go pick up some food. And, and do the takeout stuff or, or do the, you know, the Uber Eats and the delivery stuff, whatever you can do to help out with other people. You know, I, I highly encourage it. I know we're all struggling. Different things are going on in the world and, and we're not going to talk about all that stuff on the show. We're just going to try and talk about things that you can do and, and positive stuff. Some other good stories that came out too, Eddie. We did talk about, uh, you know, at home, we're, we'll talk about this too, about, you know, watching movies and whatnot and different things. Uh, one that I brought up, right, I talked about last time was Ford versus Ferrari on the last show. And, you know, Ford was in the news uh, recently, and I'm very happy about this, that they have now building tons of medical supplies. They're partnering up with 3M, GE, and the UAW to get these products out there to get the stuff that we need across the United States. So I, I'm like, I was already proud to be a Ford person. We all know that I talked about it in the last show, and those of you that are close to me know that, you know, I have always been that way. So I'm even more proud of them for doing that and the companies working for them. Uh, and then Bauer too, they're also working on making medical supplies. So those are some positive stories out there as these businesses are transitioning to do things, to, you know, just to help society in general. Oh yeah. I think the stars, a uh, general manager and I think ownership are 
or someone else from the Dallas Stars, they're taking a 50% pay cut so they can help out their employees. I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, that's that's pretty amazing to do. Um, <coughs> Buffalo, uh, things that happen in Buffalo, you need to jump on that. But yeah, like these companies going out there and wanting to help out, especially Ford, that's just amazing. Uh, maybe I start liking them more because I didn't really like them after seeing Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but no, it's, it's a really good thing. Um, as far as like TV shows, I was uh, went on a binge a binger, not drinking. Well, maybe a little bit drinking too, but I went on a binge thing on uh, catching up on Ink Master, Bar Rescue, or now I'm still watching Bar Rescue and Sixty Days In. Sixty Days In is a show where participants agree to get locked up in jail for sixty days. I don't know why it's so entertaining to me. It, it <laughs> is, and I'm sitting there like, oh, this guy's a this guy's a, a, a p word because he can't. He he quit. Like I'm like you know what? If I I, I don't know. I'm watching TV. So I'm not in that that predicament. And I'm like oh well, you know maybe this seems easy because I'm locked in the house. But you know what? I think jail is a, a whole other ball game. And and then seeing this latest season, this jail looks freaking horrible. Like I like, I wouldn't even want to cross the freaking street the wrong way in Alabama. Just seeing all the the crap that goes on in that jail. So if you guys are looking for something to watch, that's pretty good. Ink Master people that like tattoos. It's a really good show. Um, they kind of break down. And you get to learn more about like the, the the culture of tattooing and the different forms of it and what they look for. It's just really interesting to me. And then the artwork that they create, I don't like the the the, the, the I guess the drama they kind of do. It's kind of whatever. But just watching them work, it's just amazing and seeing how what they can do. And then Bar Rescue. If you guys haven't watched Bar Rescue, John Taffer, it's just awesome. John Taffer yells. He just makes you feel like you're a kid. Like I'm watching the show, and I was like. Man, I feel sorry for his kids because the way he yells at adults and breaks them down, like, man, it's just a, like a few of the fun shows. Uh, one of them I want to mention, too, I don't know if you saw it on Netflix, Mike, that Tiger one. Yes, I just watched it. Oh, man. See, that's another reason why I never want to get married. I don't want to get freaking fed to tigers. <laughs> <laughs> that one's crazy. I just, uh, my wife turned me on to that one, and we watched the first one. Because uh, a lot of you know, Eddie and I are big animal people too. Uh, we, you know, shout out to OC Animal Care too, and everything that they're doing as well. We always talk about, you know, adopt, don't shop. I just want to throw them out uh, out there as we're winding down the show. But uh, yeah, I crack up because I'm a big cat person. So I, I watch this and I'm like, holy crap, this guy's nuts, dude. He has these huge ass tigers, and he says, oh, I got two hundred something tigers in all these cages. And I'm like, I'm like, you are a crazy dude. But uh, it's entertaining. I mean, yeah, I, I, we started watching that. Um, like you mentioned, Bar Rescue. That's been a favorite. My wife and I watched that for years. So I, I love watching that. Uh, I did finally watch the new Star Wars movie. I highly recommend it if any of you out there haven't seen it yet. I, I know I'm behind. It's been out for a while, but whatever. Uh, I, I, I'm busy sometimes. You know, now I got more time to watch TV. So I, I, did, I did like that as well. And I did get Disney Plus. Uh, a lot of good stuff on there. You can watch like every single Star Wars movie except for the the new one. But um, there's also the Avengers on there. I've been catching up on those movies. I hadn't seen some of those. Those are some long ass movies. But I, I mean, it helps the time go by and it's entertaining. So there's stuff out there to do. There's there's things to watch. I highly recommend you know even just going on a walk. That's what my wife and I did the other day. We went and supported one of the local businesses and we walked there and got food and walked back. So those are some of the things to do out there. Um, I think uh, the, the only other little tidbits to kind of break down, Eddie, um, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. We talked about the Ducks jerseys, right, on the last two shows and everything. So then my other team, the Rams, were in the news, and uh, I, I just really wasn't happy about this. The Rams came up with a new logo, and if you didn't see it, 
I mean, the logo's okay. They, they had two different versions of it. They have one that has LA with the, the horn thing in it and all that stuff. And then they have another one with a, a Ram actual uh, face right on it. And that one looks a little better. But the problem is with this, as someone pointed it out on social media, is that the logo looks like the San Angelo uh, University uh, logo. So it looks the same. And I'm just like, oh my God. So we talked about you know modifying the Ducks logo, right? And not reinventing the wheel. And I, I wish the Rams would take this advice because they redid it. And like we talked about classic jerseys and everything, I talked about you know USC and the red and the gold. Well, the Rams, right? The the blue and the gold. They, I mean, in that same logo, the horn. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Um, and it was funny if you didn't catch it. Eric Dickerson was on the radio. I listened to him. I actually tweeted him and he retweeted my tweet about what he said. But you know, he said basically, you know, it's okay to freshen it up, but don't f it up. And I thought that was hilarious because that's exactly what I feel with the Ducks too, Eddie. If they come up with another jersey, as we talked about, rumored to be is. Uh, you know, maybe modify it a little bit, but but why reinvent the wheel? And I, I just kind of disappointed in my Rams because uh, whether they did it or not, I mean, they have this logo that's the same type, very similar to the university, and I just I'm just disappointed. I, I, I wish they wouldn't have done that. I liked it at first when I first saw it; it was just different. But then when you showed me that, I'm like, oh, and then the same color scheme too. They just added it a little different, like shade it different a little, a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's kind of bad. I, I'm not real. I'm not a Rams fan. I'm not a big football fan. I don't really like whatever with football, this hockey. But um, uh, yeah, it was bad. I know uh, Eric Dickerson posted something uh, like a different logo, and I like that one a lot. That one looked really cool. And hopefully the the Rams change it. But uh, did they, man? I mean, for the Ducks case, go ahead and copy your old jerseys. We all want that. Go ahead and plagiarize them. You know, I don't care about that. Those Mighty Ducks jerseys are cool. But for this case, uh, someone dropped the ball. How do you not know? You have to know what you're doing. It, it seems to me it was intentionally a way to plagiarize them. Or I don't know if they reached out and wanted to use their concept. I have no idea. It just... But to even do that, like, come on, how do you not know you're designing it? And and you can't tell me, oh, it was a coincidence. I did not know because you got just, you just altered a little bit of the things, but kept out the color scheme and a little bit of the shading. The same, it just, it's too similar. And that was just, they really, literally dropped the ball, or what do you say, fumbled the ball? <laughs> no, that's a good point. And you know, this kind of reminds me too, uh, a little story, I guess, a little background. I, I don't know if I really talked about this on the air or, or whatnot, but. When I came up with the Ducks and Pucks logo, it wasn't easy. Uh, I didn't just like go find a photo of a duck and go, okay, I'm going to make mine like that because of exactly what's going on here with the Rams logo is what I was afraid of. So for those of you that don't know, when I came up with this logo, what I basically did is I, I found an artist that was recommended to me by a friend who actually did a lot of our t-shirts and whatnot. And I went out and got like 10 different duck images and I pulled out different parts I liked and put them together as one. But the idea was it was not the same as any of the other ones. And it was hard. I mean, trust me, I did not want it to be similar to something else and, and get uh, you know in trouble or called out for anything like that. So it was difficult because basically the bill was like from one image, the eye was from another, the, uh, the fur was another, the teeth was from another, you know, I mean, the eyebrows were not, I mean, it was all, it was put together by, I want to say eight to 10 different ducks out there. And then the part that made it the most unique was putting the puck in the mouth, which was actually my wife's idea. She, she came up with that. So, you know, that was what we did when we said, okay, ducks and pucks. And then we thought, 
okay, we, we made the duck image originally. The first ducks and pucks image did not have the puck in the mouth. And so when we made it, it, it didn't look like any of the other ones. It was like a morph of a whole bunch of different ones. And then we were like, okay, but it's still not super unique. So then what we did is we looked at it. My wife's like, hey, put him chomping down on a puck in there. And there you go, duck and puck. And it was like perfect because there's nothing like that. There's, there's, you know, we've seen people make similar things after I've done mine because I've had it for sheesh, six, seven years now, however long it's been. So it's, it's, it's not easy. And, and I think because I've had that experience is why I'm upset with the Rams because I'm not a graphic guy. I can't draw. I, I mean, everybody knows that. I have to rely on other people to do things for me. I'm terrible. But I went to extra steps to do this, and I'm just you know this little small guy running this little thing that we do. I'm not you know the National Football League or, or NHL or whatever. And, and that's what disappoints me the most about it is it feels like they paid a lot of money for someone to drop something that's the same as a university. And I, I just think it's disappointing. But I really applaud Eric uh, Eric Dickerson because he he really went off on the show. And uh, he, the, the Rams do listen to him. So I'm hoping that they, they figure this out and they do something a little better with that. So that, you know. Yeah, I was going to say too, uh, this, the, your Ducks and Bucks logo, it's so iconic. It's that, that puck in the mouth, it gives it that extra push. It, it looks really awesome. Uh, I have a, I had Ronald Ray. Ray, I'm sorry Ray. if I pronounced your name wrong. Ray, yeah. He, uh, he's not my logo for Denver Abs. He's a really good. And I, I credit those people that can – like manipulate images or draw especially draw and create brand new images from scratch i i can barely draw a stick figure so seeing them do that it's just amazing i know a few other uh, graphic designers ej is one of them he does really good work and a few other of my friends that do it that that offered to, to teach me some things so hopefully we have some time now when they come over they can thinking about maybe next season mike we can have a, for alternate uh, jersey games have an alternate Ducks and Pucks logo. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned EJ too. I want to give him a shout out. He did help us too with some variations of the logo as well when we had different ones, uh, you know, for the, the podcast or the websites or whatever. So he was instrumental in helping us. Uh, Ronald's helped us too with different things as well. So, I mean, I want to give all of them, you know, a shout out because they've helped us out, um, you know, uh, with different variations of this. And, and it's still changing. Uh, you can still go... On, on the volley.com and then just type in ducks and pucks and you can find the newest version it's even changed since the beginning the, there's more orange in the bill uh made the eye uh orange where the original one the eye was red so we kind of changed some things up a little bit and, and, and made it a little bit different but I, I think it looks really really good so you can check that out and you can also go to tpnhockey.com for all the other t-shirts as well so check those out um i guess the last thing just to really wrap up kind of irritated me eddie uh, is what happened to uh, you know our friends at K Rock? Uh, I wasn't really happy with the fact that Kevin got let go, along with pretty much it sounded like everybody over there, and uh, just disappointing. Uh, I'm a big K Rock fan. I remember listening to Kevin and Bean in the very very beginning when they started, and um, I think it's unfortunate. I, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, and uh, you know obviously people are struggling, having a hard time with different things. Everybody's got different situations out there. And I just, I just don't think it's right. I mean, even if they were underperforming or whatever the reason is, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not in that that element. I don't know them that well enough. But I, I just think that's unfortunate. And the fact that it was done with a phone call, I just think it's bullshit. Uh, you know, and the, the timing's awful, and the manner in which it was done was awful. I, I just don't understand that. And I hate to end on that kind of note for the show, but I just, I just want to 
you know, give them a shout out because I listened to Kevin Bean for years and they entertained me on K Rock, and uh, it's just unfortunate to see it go down that way. Oh yeah, it was. You know, when I woke up and saw that, I was shocked, especially what's going on like in today's society with the coronavirus thing and stuff. And then them to have security guards kind of escort him, like, and I'm like, this guy gave you pretty much decades of his life, yeah. and, and and that was, you know, he was K Rock, him, Kevin, and me, and the whole morning. They were K Rock. I'd listen to them a lot too. Uh, they were just, it's just the way it went down was terrible. But you know what, Kevin's a, a really great personality, and so he's gonna find success in anything he adventures and anything he does. He wants to come on Ducks and Fucks podcast and talk some hockey. He's more than welcome to. <laughs> I think he, they're Kings fans, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Chip was told. Yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of not not end it on that note. If you want to check out other uh, radio stations, iHeartRadio. Uh, I forgot what station, but uh, John Jay and Rich. He's the. They're funny. Uh, John Jay is this. this Man, he just talks. He just says whatever's on his mind. He's so funny. I listened to him a lot when I was in Colorado. I think he's based out of Arizona, but you can find him on the iHeartRadio app. That's one I would suggest to listen to. Another one is Real ninety two point three. Yes, uh, yes. It's a hip hop station. I mean, I don't like listening to a lot of hip hop because when I was working and I it's, I heard it too much and they play the same songs over. But listening to Big Boy in the yeah, morning, yeah, Big Boy. And, and, and then our friend Luigi, who yes. supports Ducks and Puck, follows us, and he's a Ducks fan. But Big Boy, it's just him talking. He, he's been around forever, and he's one of those. To me, he's like like a like a like an uncle. So when he talks, I, I listen, and he's not biased on anything. He'll give both arguments, whatever uh, subject he talks about. He's really funny. Does his phone taps. He's just a really great, loving personality. Their whole crew is just doing amazing. Uh, I would suggest to listen to them too. And for those of you that want to listen to a little more uh, R-rated stuff, um, Howard Stern. And never, I know he. It's on Series XM. Yes, I, I just got that. I, it's awesome. Yeah, I think he has a podcast too, if I'm not mistaken. But Howard Stern, you guys know Howard Stern. Um, I know people that don't like him still want to listen to him, so they can talk crap about what he says or listen to what he's going to say. But that dude was kind of the—I guess he's a pioneer of just not giving zero or gave zero f's. <laughs> he said whatever he wanted, and I like that about someone. Maybe in today's uh, in society, not so much. But I think with everything's going on, people don't really care and are not going to be too offended because they're stuck at home. They want something entertaining. But that's another good one. So those are some other positive notes we can end on the show instead of the the bad one. But, Kevin, we love you. The rest of the crew, uh, we love you. And we wish you the best of luck, whatever you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and you brought up a good point. You know, I used to go back and forth. It used to be Power 106 that I would listen to because that's where Big Boy was, right, if you remember. And then it was K-Rock. So, and they were right by each other, right? You had 105.9 and 106.7. So it was great. You didn't have to program anything hard. You could even tune it if you wanted to. It was easy. I used to go back between those two. And I'm with you. Now it's 92.3 The Beat. That's what I listen to all the time. Uh, like you said, I, I love that show because, like you said, Big Boy's real on there. They have funny topics on there. Uh, Louis G likes us. So, I mean, you know, why wouldn't we like 92.3? But um, that's the, the regular radio station I listen to, yes. And then I just did get serious, too, and I started listening to Howard. Hilarious. I highly recommend him as well. As far as other podcasts, we mentioned it, too. Uh, uh Bieksa and uh, Kessler's podcast. I listen to them. They're pretty hilarious. And then, of course, Spitting Chicklets, too. Uh, obviously, <laughs> you can't forget them. Uh, Eddie likes them, I think, more than I do. I mean, I, I like them, but I know Eddie really likes them. But that's another oh, one. Yeah, you you got to listen. That, 
no filter. Yes. No filter at all. And that's what makes it the best. Yes, exactly. So if you're looking for stuff like that and distractions like that, uh, those are the things to look for. Um, like I said, you know, we wish everybody the best out there. Uh, again, we mentioned it earlier in the show. If you have any kind of issue going on and you want to talk or you have a concern, you know, reach out to either one of us. We're more than happy to, to you know, talk about anything that's going on right now in the world. Uh, we're still planning to keep doing the show. Like we said, this show is awesome. This show is basically a show for you, the fans, because almost most of these topics on here were from you, the fans, other than really the beginning when we talked about the league updates and whatnot. So we're going to try and do another poll question again. I don't know how often we're going to do the show, maybe every week, week to two weeks. It just kind of depends on the events and the news that kind of comes out in the world. But we're going to keep on rolling, and we appreciate the support. And I'll just uh, end it with that little phrase that we've talked about before, Eddie. Uh, Stay strong, stay safe, be kind, and love one another. And always, let's go Ducks.